Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey everyone, this is episode number 116 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is November 20th, 2018. I'm Robert Ring, and with me is Jay Totoro. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. Good. You? You ready for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, Jess. Yes. You doing anything? What you doing? I'll be honest, the most exciting thing that I'm, I'm I mean, I'm spending time with my families, but uh, I'm going hiking. I'm going to go hiking on Thursday before the festivities. So I'm I feel, more did you do that last year? I feel like. Yeah, I, I tried to do it every year. Okay. And because I know I'm going to eat like a garbage can, so it's like I could try to offset some of it. And also, I just yeah. really like hiking. And it's this time of year, you can get out at, you know, 9 or 10 as opposed to being out at, you know, the crack of dawn. And it's not crazy hot. It's warm, but it's not cra- it's not dangerously hot, I suppose. But it, so this time of year is just wonderful for hiking and just try to abuse it as much as I can. Yeah, I can imagine this being like the prime hiking season for yeah. Arizona. Oh, yeah, that question. Up until like probably March, late March. And it starts to get a little oh, warm. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, bummer about Stan Lee, huh? Yeah, that was really sad. That that actually took me by surprise. Did it like, really? That guy just, I thought he was going to live forever. <laughs> I got to say, I wasn't really too surprised, honestly. Because, <laughs> I mean, he was very old. Oh, yeah, he's very old, but he just looked so lively, right? Like, he just... Yeah, it's true, yeah. Like, you see him, and you're like... You know, there are some people you see them, you're like, okay, they're on their way out. Like, it's only a matter of time. But with him, it's just like, the guy was just... I don't know, he just has so much energy to him. It's surprising. Yeah. So that sucks. But, um, I mean... It's, it's, he's one of those people who... It's like... You, you can't... You almost really can't be sad about him dying because he accomplished so much. Sure, it's a it massive is, legacy. Yeah, exactly. Massive legacy. You know, nothing left undone. I imagine, uh, and if there was, it probably shouldn't. He probably shouldn't be something that he, you know, would have should have worried about. So, uh, good point. It, it's it's always it's good to see someone you know kind of like do so much in their lifetime. Yeah, it's also very frustrating because you know I'm a degenerate gambler, and it's like, oh, that guy's doing everything, <laughs> and here I am sitting on my thumbs. Like, no, that's that is also true. Like, what have so, I achieved? Yeah, like, in one way, fuck that guy, but in another way, I respect the shit I'm for it. Orson Welles was—he was like 21 when he made Citizen Kane or something like that. He was either 21 yeah. or 22, or he was no more than 23. Um, <laughs> he was like the best movie of all time ever made, and he was 21 fucking years old. Yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense because like, I feel like at that age you'd be you'd be the like 
the most comfortable doing something crazy, right? Like just going yeah. off because you're so young, you have nothing to lose. It's like, all right. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, that is true. Yeah. It's, it's possibility. I mean, there's obviously no guarantee of it. Right. Well, uh, want to talk about some news? Yeah, let's talk about the news. I've got some classic news and two new stuff news items. Uh, as far as classic news goes, uh, the new Leisure Suit Larry game came out. Uh, wet dreams don't dry. Of course, of course. Don't really haven't really heard much about it. Don't know. You're the first person to mention it to me. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it not just no. No, I know. Well, it doesn't really. It's not exactly making waves. That's that's all I know. I feel like those kind of games just don't have a place in today's world. Like it's not like it used to be where there was so much censorship. You know what I mean? Like in the '90s yeah. and early 2000s, you couldn't. It was rare to see games like that. Now you have Grand Theft Auto, you know, one of the largest, I'm not one of the largest, I don't know how big it is, but a very That's large game series. Okay. I, I didn't know for sure. I don't know the numbers, but just such a massive franchise. And that game does that, but way, way better. <laughs> like there's just so much more to it. Yeah, it's exactly, I think you said it perfectly. It's when it, when it originally came out, you know, making a game filled with sex jokes was like, that was like really pushing the envelope. It was edgy, right? It was, it was, really, edgy. It was truly edgy. Yeah. Not to be a meme, but yeah. Yeah, no, like, like it genuinely was. Uh, yeah. And now it's just like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and it's, and to be honest, I don't know what the cost of the game. I'm going to assume it's a $60 title. I don't right? think it is. Uh, okay. I'll check it. I'll check it oh, out. Oh, is right. it like a Steam game? Like a, it's on, it's on Steam. Game? It's on GOG. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's not like a, a full physical release. It's $30. Yeah. Physical release. Nice. Laser shoot. Laser shoot. <laughs> it's 30 Okay. That's, that's more reasonable then. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, how was the reception of it? I don't. I really don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you had, when you said not good. I, I assumed you had like read something about it or something. No, no, no. I I, I just okay. haven't really heard much. I barely even heard that. It, I, I knew that it was coming out, and then I just sort of randomly heard that. Oh yeah, it came out. Um, according to on Steam, the by the the user rev- reviews, it's uh very positive. Wow. Well, how many how many votes though? It's eighty seven. That's not bad. I so mean, that's for, really not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're talking. Maybe this might be the best game of all time, and some guy's like screaming <laughs> at us right now. Like, Shut up! Best game ever made. Try it. Yeah, I mean, it could very well be a good game. It's just, it. I don't know what the draw is. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you don't look at a game like that and go gameplay, right? You think. Yeah. Content, maybe story, but I doubt the story is anything to. Yeah. You know kind of doubt it too but again i don't know i haven't played it so who knows i'm right there with you uh and then um you know how they on the nintendo switch how they have the uh if, if you have switch online they have the nes library yes actually i've played it a little bit i played a little bit this weekend oh cool how was it how, how was your experience it, it, i really want one of those consoles man i have not craved getting a console in a long <laughs> time but damn that thing is good uh, i got to play the new mario party which is unbelievably good it is super fun it, it's it brings back the the old style. It's it's so good. It's very fun. The maps are relatively intricate, like different. Mini games are pretty damn balanced and fun. Like, it, it's just a really fun game so far. It did look really cool from what I saw, from what I from, from what I've seen of it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We we played. I probably played four or five games so far, and uh-huh. it's very fun. One of the maps is a little imbalanced, but you know, it's Mario Party. There's got to be some imbalance somewhere, right? It's true. And I think it was based on the duration of the game. I think because we set it to be such a long game that 
that caused issues with the map. But I could be wrong. Does Mario just destroy everybody in this one? Um, I was peppering one game. Like I was, I was up two stars, and then I got a random block, got a bunch of free coins, and then bought a steel star. So I had three stars, and nobody else had any. And then I ended up not winning that game. What? Did, what but you remember how Mario in some of the yeah, games... I used to just find shit. You'd be like, oh, random block, oh, star, <laughs> your star, and your dad. Like you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I really. Well, I, I think I'll. I, I may try to get that for. Uh, I may get that for Christmas or something. And what I love about it too is, is my friend had you know four of those little remotes, and so we had the switch, and then four of those remotes, and it's like that's yeah. all we needed. Yep. That's it. Like, damn, yeah. that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, good one. Very good all right. game. All right, two new related things. Uh, even though they're not classic gaming related, they're interesting uh-huh. enough, I think, to bring up. One is that uh, you know how Telltale shut down. Yeah, last, I think we talked about it last time, right? Uh, no, it was like a few episodes ago. Okay. But uh, now their uh, their games are being are being removed from Steam. Any reason why? Because there's there's no company that that owns them to sell them. Basically. Oh damn. Um, there are a few of them. St- well, there are some of them still on there. Like for instance, uh, I pulled up The Walking Dead, and the only Walking Dead uh, game from them on there is the final season. And they do not have the original Walking Dead anymore uh nor do they have wow. the 2 or any of the any of those other ones there were like some some dlc for the first one as well which were like add little short add-on episodes um i haven't looked into i think how crazy that much. is looks like it looks like the wolf among us is still up there i know it's nuts tales from borderlands is still up there so some so plenty of stuff still is um accessible yeah it is still but there are but it looks like piece by piece, some of this is going away. It's really sad. It's nuts. Um, yeah. And kind of remind. I mean, yeah, I understand. So I'll preface this by saying I understand this isn't the same situation here, but this general idea of things, you know, eventually being removed and becoming un- unavailable is why I like GOG so much. Um, because you know, it, when you buy from them, you get that's well, the reason I like buying from them so much is because you can download just the straight install file. You don't have to install it through play it know, through some play yeah, it and all that yeah. stuff. You can just, you, you actually own it. You don't own a license to it, to play it, you know, uh, which this isn't the case here because it was with steam. When you buy a game, even if they stop selling it, if you bought it, you can still install it you can still download it gotcha. and install it. But, but for uh, people who don't own it, they can't purchase it any longer. Correct. And play it through steam. Okay. And th- and that is all the same with GOG, but I still like just seeing stuff like this happen. I I like knowing okay if I want to I can just download the install file, and if anything crazier than this happens, then I still have the games that I paid for. Sure, uh, and that was a big concern. I mean, this is relatable, but that was a big concern when music download became a thing because everybody's like, oh, I'm going to spend you know mm-hmm. however much money on iTunes, but if iTunes goes away what happens to it? And you're like, Oh, you're just licensing it. So guess what? It goes away. And it's like, it's a, it's a similar idea, but I don't think anybody ever expected that to really hit home as much in the gaming industry. Right. That was, that was why they had to change it to where you, you just get the the files. Yeah. It's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, that's going on. That is crazy. And then finally, the game awards have been announced for 2018. Oh, cool. Wait, it's already that time. I mean, think about what month it is right now. I know, but th- there's no way. It's Jesus. 
I feel like we Why just did this. <laughs> How is this so? It's uh, it's November twentieth right now. How is this so surprising? It's just so. It's just this year went by so fast. <laughs> You're like, holy shit! It's Crazy. Thanksgiving on Thursday. It is. How'd you know? Um. Do That's you want crazy. to? Should we go over the um, the categories and all, or? Um, if you want, you want to touch, or, or if there's one, I mean, I do care. I mean, you and I, we're gonna talk about this. Let's let's be honest here. No matter how much we don't want to, we're gonna talk about this. Okay, I don't want to. I don't mean to be dismissive of it, um, because, but I'll just say outright, a lot of it I read that I was just like, eh. But I think, and again, I, I truly don't mean to just be dismissive of it, but I think a lot of the reason I don't care about it is just because I don't care so much about, uh, not even that I don't care about new games because I play plenty of new games, but because I don't care much about AAA games. And I'm, I'm with you on that. I have nothing against them, but I don't buy them and play them. Right. I don't, I, I buy one every now and then, but I'm just not that interested in AAA games there's a huge, you know, as we know, there's a big emphasis on AAA games as well as, like, gaming personalities, which I also don't particularly care about. I don't as much anymore. I've kind of dropped away from it. So, um, but, again, that's not to say these these nominations are stupid. It's just, like, I didn't personally care about them. So I'll just, you want to run through the categories, and if, you, if there's yeah. one that you care about, tell me and i'll read you the nominees because there's a ton of categories so it'll take forever if we go through all of them uh content creator of the year you care i think so okay um best esports moment yeah that's kind of interesting to me all right but, uh, yeah i wouldn't mind that best esports moment um c9 comeback win in triple ot verse phase is this league i don't even know i think that oh, no. no i don't think that's league what's cloud nine cloud nine is a team i think it's i don't think that's league triple ot no it's got to be like what has overtime in it i don't know league does not have <laughs> overtime. the wrong people to be talking about this cloud okay it looks like cloud nine is is csgo primarily okay i was i was, I was like maybe it's csgo i didn't know there was overtime in csgo i watch a little bit of csgo but i don't watch enough to follow it all right uh, that's one. Uh, G2 beating RNG in LOL. That was crazy. Worlds. That was a massive upset. That was actually insane. Okay. The, 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 the favorites lost to... Like, this year, if you were a betting person, you would have lost your ass 20 times over. It's actually insane. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, KT versus IG Base Race. Yep. Same LOL thing. Yeah. League Same League. Yep. That was also insane. OG's massive upset of LGD in Dota 2 Finals. I didn't watch it. And Sonic Fox side switch against Go One in DBZ uh, at Evo. I did hear I didn't about watch that. that. What? This is a fight. So Evo is fighting games. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about? I see it. This is. I actually. I didn't see this, but I. I heard about it. Basically, oh. there was this big. It was the finals of uh, dra the the Dragon Ball Z game at at Evo, and um, basically, I guess it was Sonic Fox was the one. Who it, it came down to? The, I think the very like they were both tied on rounds, and it was whoever wins this next one, you know, wins the whole sure. thing. And so he, uh, just to kind of like psych the other guy out, he cited some like obscure rule that allows them to like flip a coin to see which side each person is on. Because uh, you know, if you're on the second, 
If you're a second player, you're on the right side. If you're a first player, you're on the left side. And the way you move the joystick and stuff, like some people might be better doing stuff from the right side as opposed to the left side. So he kind of like cited this rule, made him switch or made him, you know, flip a coin to, to trade sides um, just to kind of like get this guy off of his rhythm. And it caused a big, it caused a big hoop. Holy shit. Hoopla. So uh, there was that. Uh, so those are all the ones for esports moment. Oh, wow. That's it. I expect a lot more. Nope. Uh, then we got best esports host. Eh. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a very like debatable thing because it's going to be whichever whichever well, game you follow, you're going to think is the best. Okay, sure, yeah, well maybe. Well, go, go, let's go through this. We got actually. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of curious now. All right, Alex Golden Boy Mendez, Alex Machine Richardson, Anders Bloom, Eve J Sjox Deporterer, and Paul. Huh? Shocks? Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. yeah she, she, she commentates League. And the one before that, Anders, he does um, Overwatch. And he's actually very, 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 very good. He used to commentate Dota as well. I think he's an ex-player of Dota 2 professionally. Okay. He is very good at commentating Overwatch. Okay. Shox is like an interview slash host. Doesn't actually commentate the games. Okay. And then Paul Redeye Shalooner. Yeah, never been a huge fan of that guy. I, like, I, I respect him for what he's done in esports and stuff, but I've never, like, when I see him, I'm like, yes. Like, I don't get excited. There are certain people that when I see them, when they're commentating, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Oops, sorry. He is, he's not one of them. No offense to him. You know who my favorite StarCraft commentator was? Uh, Wolf, back in the day. You remember really? Wolf? Yeah. yeah, of course. He said some fucking crazy shit while commentating before. I think there's highlight reels of him and Kaldor. Yeah, I, like, I, I enjoyed watching him and Kaldor. I think they, they went really well together, to be honest. I, I thought but, he had uh, a really good personality in GSL. I thought he did really well. I I think Artosis is without question the best StarCraft two commentator. Without I th- even like, I don't think anybody holds a candle to him. I think you're probably right, but personally, I I did prefer Wolf. Wow! If I see Artosis commentating uh, that or Hearthstone, I will watch it almost every single time. He's just, Artosis specifically, he's in, or the art or Tastosis? No, Artosis. I, okay. I think Tastos. I think Artosis is very, much better than than Tastos. I think uh, I think so too. Yeah. That's not to be an insult to Tasteless. I think if you compare just about anybody to Artosis, I think he's just bounds, leaps and bounds above. Like yeah. Artosis, he can be incredibly intelligent. He usually plays the game to a degree to where he can talk about it, like StarCraft and Hearthstone both. And he is very witty and very funny at times where you don't anticipate it. Yeah. And you really catch up. Also, he's also super nerdy, which is always you know nice to hear compassion. That's all very true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like it's crazy. Whenever I see him commentating, I'm just like, yes, thank God. Like, all right. Yeah. Uh, best esports event. Yeah. Pass. Okay. Um, best esports coach. Pass. Yeah, that's gonna be very specific. To best the esports team. I, I want to hear that one. I, I don't have really anything to hold against this. So I really can't say. But. All right. Astra- Astralis CS:GO, Cloud9 League, Fanatic what? League. Um, okay. So so just to let you know, Fanatic three o Cloud9. In the semifinals of Worlds. Wow. So to say that is just kind of odd. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. All right. London Spitfire. Uh, yeah, Overwatch. I think is Overwatch, yeah. Yes. And OG is Dota 2. Wow, I'm surprised. That's a very, yeah, I think that's a very, uh, what's the word, weighted list. I think there's some people pulling like that some, one like way. Like some obvious. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we don't, we don't have a broad enough reach on different esports. I feel like, right. I don't know. That's weird to me. Hard right. passing that one. Best esports player. 
Oh, that's interesting. Okay, this could get really interesting. This list better be like 80 fucking people. Oh, that was language. Uh, this better be like 80 people long. All right, there's like four or five. Um, I, I think they, I mean, I think they've got a cap. It looks like five is the limit for any given category. Jesus. Uh, Dominique Sonic Fox McLean. There you go. Uh, Hajime Tokido Teneguchi. I think, I, he's a, I think he's a fighting game player as well. Uh, Jian Uzi Zihao. Oh, yeah. That's, well, you play? can't say that anymore, though. He lost. Like, what? What did he play? He, is, he was going into Worlds for League of Legends. He was considered okay. to be the best player in the world. He is considered... His mechanics are out of this world. The guy is so good. And then he got stomped. Like, they got stomped. So how can... That's so weird. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to the best competition in the world and get stomped, how can you... Uh, anyways, keep going. Okay. Um, Oleksandr Simple Kostilev. Natus Vincere. What, what game do they play? Not Dota 2. Okay. And Asabi. So, so I love how we're like, <laughs> well, I guess you kind of have a good handle. We're discussing something that we really don't know much about. Uh, Sunghyun Jijonak Bang. Oh, he plays League, right? Uh, it says his team is New York Excelsior. Oh no, that's Overwatch. Okay. So wow. uh, wow. that's a very weird, interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, next one is best esports game. Oh Jesus! Let's hear this opinionated ball of trash. <laughs> CS:GO, <laughs> Dota 2, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, well, dude, Fortnite is is the most popular game in the world. Uh, is it? A, like is it? Is it the best esports game? It doesn't matter if it's the most popular game in the world. Of course, it's going to be on that list. I'm not saying it's right, this but it's going to best... be on that fucking list. Okay, all right, all right. It's uh, going to be on that list. League and Overwatch. Yeah. Oh wow, what a shocker! <laughs> Make the most five most popular games. I think it's that a little silly. This is there. one that I will straight up say. It's I think stupid. it's a it's little so stupid that Fortnite is. <laughs> yeah, where's Starcraft? Come on. Yeah. All right. Um, that is a dumbass list. That, that right. last one is really. Best debut indie game. This is one that I can... Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, let's hear it. That interests me. Uh, Donut County. Uh, Florence. Okay. Not familiar with Florence. Moss. The Messenger. And Yoku's Island Express. Interesting. There's a couple... Where are you at on this? Uh, Jeez. Ah, you know, I haven't even played most of these, but I've played some of them, and I'm familiar with all of them except for Florence. I'd, I'd probably have to go with... The Messenger. Okay. I heard really good things about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, best student game. I don't know any of these. You probably don't either. No. Uh, best multiplayer game. Oh, let's hear that. All right. Uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Destiny heard 2, Forsaken. Hit or miss again. Fortnite. Hit or miss again. Oh, Mon- that's that game's so popular. Monster Hunter World, Sea <laughs> of Thieves. Um, sea of Thieves, really? Yeah. Sea of Thieves was popular for like, I don't know, five weeks or something? 90, it no, a... it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I was trying to be generous. Yeah, that's pretty damn accurate. It was not... like, I watched people play it for like two, three days. I'm like, I'm going to buy this game and I'm going to play it. And then I watched like <laughs> one more day, but I'm like, they're doing the same thing they did yesterday. Right. I'm good. That's that's kind of what I saw too. Uh, I guess it, I'd be surprised if Fortnite didn't win this but, uh, oh, I would not be surprised at all. Fortnite is so popular. It's ridiculous how popular it is. All right. That and Minecraft. Crazy. Best crazy. sports slash racing game. FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, 
Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Nope. I heard the new FIFA game is good. I don't know if about it. I heard the new Forza game is good, but I don't know specifics. All right, best strategy game. Interesting. I know a lot of strategy games came out. Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Okay. Um, I think this is going to come down to Battletech. I bet Battletech wins this. But uh, Into the Breach is great. Battletech is supposed to be really good. I have not played it. Banner Saga 3 should be really good. I've played Banner Saga 2 and 1 and 2. I have not played 3 yet. It's amazing as well. Um, I think probably Battletech will end up winning, but I really am not sure. Uh, best family game. Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, Super Mario Party. Was that Lab? Was that Mario? Uh, sorry, Nintendo Lab. I thought that wasn't very good. Uh, it was a it, yeah. It wasn't great. It was. I it was not worth the money. No, definitely not worth the money. But it was a really cool. It was like a novel idea. It was a neat idea. It was. It's fun to build the stuff. Uh, Finally, here on this list. Yeah. Okay. Um. Best fighting game. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. I would vote for Super. Or I said Super Smash Brothers. Holy shit! Uh, DBZ. <laughs> uh, that DBZ game is so cool, man. It's fun to watch. It's fun to play. It is just such a cool game. I'm glad that it became popular as popular as it did. It um, is so cool, man. I yeah, it's. I think it's going to come down to this or Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Even though it's <laughs> like Street Fighter Five. Has been out for a while, but this is the arcade edition specifically, which came out this year, and I don't even know what the gotcha. difference is, even though I own it. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's better. You just gotta get it. <laughs> um, Duh. All right, uh, I'll go fast. I'm gonna start going fast because we're only like halfway through. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh my god, I, thank you. I'm so distracted by this. Best RPG: uh, Dragon Quest Ooh. 11, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni: Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2. Um, best adventure action adventure game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War. Interrupt me if you have anything to say, by the way. Um, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, Red Dead 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I would think Red Dead would win that, right? I, I, think, would I think so, that, yeah. What was the first one? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. How is that on that list? I don't like, know. When was the last time they released an Assassin's Creed game that was complete? I think this one has been getting pretty good reviews. I don't know, but that would very much surprise me. I mean, it's just... I don't know either. Best action game. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, Mega Man 11. Best VR slash AR game. Astrobot Rescue Mission. That's supposed to be really good. Uh, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero... Beat Saber? Yeah, it's fun. it's okay. like it's like um jeez you essentially have two drumsticks and you play the you, you, there's like visuals on screen you have to hit them okay that's fun firewall zero hour moss and tetris effect <laughs> um best mobile game donut county florence fortnite PUBG Mobile and Reigns Game of Thrones. How, how crazy is it that Fortnite and PUBG both have a mobile version that people play? That, that is, is a little mind numbing to me. Yeah. There's not one time in my life I said, I really need to play Fortnite mobile. I agree. Like, even if I like the game, there's no way it's fun mobile. There's just no way. I wouldn't think so either. What do I know? All right. Best indie game Celeste, 
Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Dinn, and The Messenger. Dead Cells is considered indie. That's interesting. Well, I wonder what qualifies as indie. I guess I don't really know what I qualify as indie. It's a little bit. It gets a little bit fuzzier all the time. Yeah. I think I think Celeste or Return of the Oberdin or Dead Cells actually. I don't really know what's going to win this, but I would vote for. I don't know. I haven't played Celeste. It would either be that or Return of the Oberdin. Gotcha. Um, games for impact. For a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning, meaning or message. Uh, I'm good on this one. Yeah. Yep. All right. Best performance. This is for voice acting, blah, blah, oh, blah. Cool. blah. This is always fun. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, this is actually really interesting to me. Okay. Sometimes. Right. Voice acting, motion capture, that kind of stuff. Brian Deckert as Connor in Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos, God of War. Mel- Melisanthi Mahut at Mahut, I'm probably pronouncing that poorly. As Cassandra, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead 2. Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker, Parker in Spider-Man. Another person played Peter Parker in Spider-Man. How many Spider-Man are we going to get? I'm just well, I mean, <laughs> I'm okay, I thought you were um, no. Best audio design. You care? No. All right. Best uh, score slash music. Uh, Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Cooney, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead 2. Best Art Direction. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead 2, Return of the Obra Dinn. God, I really gotta try Octopath Traveler. I've heard mixed reviews about it, but it really seems like my kind of game. It does, definitely. I think this one has to go to Octopath or Return of the Obra Dinn. Those are the only ones with, like, unique artistic styles, which I, re- I realize is not the... Not all that this comes down to, but just because they're so unique and also really well done, I, f- I feel like it really needs to be one of those two. Um, best narrative: Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, Episode One, Spider Man, Red Dead Two. Best game direction: Do you care? No. Best ongoing game: Do you care? Nope. All right, Fortnite's on there, <laughs> so you can guess. And last one, game. Hey, at game. least they're at least they're categorizing correctly, though, right? Ongoing, meaning ongoing. Like you know what I mean? Remember we talked about this last year? It was like best game released this year, and it was games that are still in the alpha and beta stages that, that are considered released. And we're like, wait a yeah. minute, like that shit was getting old pretty quick. Yeah. All right, last one, game of the year is Assassin's okay. Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, or Red Dead Two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Anything to say about anything else to say about those? What are you? What are your thoughts overall? Are, are you with me, or do you find this more interesting than I do? I don't Again, find it interesting at all. I feel like this is the most general list in the world. And if somebody who knows nothing about gaming just like went in and was like, "All right, here's the most popular games <laughs> on social media," they copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Like, I would like to see like a more elaborate thought around it or an explanation for some of them, and not just the most popular titles of the year. Like it. That's what it just sounds like to me. It just sounds like somebody literally just trying to draw draw clicks. I kind of agree, but I also don't know what would have been better in a lot of these places. It's true. I'm I'm kind of right there with you. It just surprises me that, like, last year we did this, I was surprised at at a lot of the nominations. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I just expected, you know, I guess I expected a broader amount of titles. That just seems like a few amount of titles compared to how long this year has been. Like, I don't know. It just surprised me. 
Just hating. Yeah, I, it hate. could, I mean, it could just be, like, that's just what this year was like. You know? I don't yeah. know. I don't really know. Well, let's fall at 76 on that list. That's what I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon? Too soon. Too soon. No, it's fine. Yeah. You can go for it. Um, all right. Let's talk about the games we've been playing. Talk about sex. Oh, never mind. Well, which one do you want? It's up to you. How can, you can we do both? That's, I can do we'll, both. we'll start a different podcast for that. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of a play on words where I can make it sound like classic gaming podcast, but I got nothing. I got you for it. I got you. Ready? Ready? Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> Hilarious. It's all needs to be said, my friend. All right. Can you go first or would you like me to start? Sure. Sure. Give me one moment here. Let me pull up on my notes here, Roberto. All right. For this episode of the Classic Gaming Podcast, I played Mega Man 2 for the regular Nintendo. Uh, I don't know if it was... Was it you that... Did you play a Mega Man game recently? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I thought so. Mega Man X. I couldn't remember who it was because somebody's recently ta- uh, talking about Mega Man to me and I was like, man, I really want to play a Mega Man game again. And so I was just kind of... <laughs> being, I was trying to find one that I hadn't played before that was highly regarded. And this one came up on a decent amount of lists of, of people's suggestion as one to play. Which one? Because uh, there's... Uh, Mega Man 2 for the regular Nintendo. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, there's been a couple iterations to it. There was one for the PlayStation 1, I want to say. There was one for Mega Nintendo. And I want to say one other. There was one on PlayStation 1 of Mega Man 2? Uh, sorry, PlayStation 2. So it's NES, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. How is this on... Port. They just released like a remaster of it or something on PS2? I guess it was like a port, yeah. Okay. Uh, the interface, yeah. So it's, I, I played the regular Nintendo 1, so... Um, Oh, I think there was a Mega Man collection or something for PS2. I think. Oh, that probably encompassed it. You think? Yeah, that would make sense. I, uh, I actually played this one um, like a few months ago. I think on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This is a really good game. It's very fun, and it's it's freaking really punishing. So this came out in uh, 1988 uh, on December December 24th, 1988. Uh, the initial release was for the regular Nintendo, and as we talked about, there were three additional ports um, or, or re-releases, however you want to call it of this game uh and so the idea of this game obviously you t- typical mega man game you play through all the different uh mans or bosses and at the end of each each cycle or each time you kill a boss you obtain a special weapon based on who you kill which then can be used to beat other bosses and certain ones are better against other bosses so you kind of have to strategize and figure out what the correct order is um, in order to have the most success with it which i completely forgot about until i got decently far in um but uh, so this game, it is impressive. So there are, what, nine different worlds? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. And then obviously the, the last one in the center. Um, the worlds are surprisingly different. And it, it's, it's very interesting. So the, the, it's obviously a regular, regular Nintendo game, so they have very limited graphics. But each world had a unique, to me, it had a unique visual effect to it of some kind, in addition to different, different types of music. And with these two things combined, I felt like the different worlds that were in this were actually really, really well done. And in certain ones, one of the ones that I really enjoyed, what was the name of it? Sorry. Oh, uh, Flashman's World. The music is crazy good. And the background is like these, these blocks that are, that are slowly changing color over time. And it is, it's just really, really cool. And I was so surprised at how old this game is and how much they did with it. Um, the gameplay mechanics, obviously, you have the ability to jump and you have the ability to shoot. Um, and then obviously you're, you're just trying to work through different puzzles to get to the boss. 
and then you defeat the boss and you you clear that world. And you have to do that several times until you defeat all eight, and then you can face uh, Wily's realm. I did not get to Wily. I got uh, three deep. I killed three bosses before I kept dying over and over and over. Um, so, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you only have three lives. And so you, the only time you get a save point that I saw was oh, right before right. the boss. Yeah, very punishing, very frustrating at times because there's a lot of instant death mechanics. Like if you fall in the lava, obviously it instantly kills you. Yep. There's many levels where if you fall off the screen, you just die. Uh, unless you worked your way up it. In that case, if you fall, you just go back to where you were. There are many mobs that are so frustrating to deal with. There are the, there are lo- the, there's Wait, a hold on, hold on. Of- I'm sorry, real quick, before you talk about that, don't you, can't you continue though forever? And it just, it saves I, your progress as far as how many bosses you've beaten, right? I don't think so. I thought I, there was only a certain number of continues because I, okay. let me make sure. I could second. be wrong because when I played it, I played on the NES Classic, so I had save states, so I don't remember. I try, whenever I play games like this, I try not to use save states just to get a real sense of, of what the game is like. And especially uh-huh. something like this, you can play the different worlds without, you know what I mean? You, you can do it right. in any order. So if I get burned out on grinding one, I can switch to the other one. I thought after, how much is this? Because you, you do have the ability of passcodes, which I used a few times, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You have the, that's right, you have the codes where you can type them in, and it just saves, like, the bosses that you've beaten so far. Exactly, yeah, okay. it's kind of, you know, like, punch-out codes, like, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Um, so I was saying, so there are a lot of really annoying enemies in this, and as you're working through the levels, you'll have obstacles, like, you'll climb ladders, um, you'll ride these platforms that'll go across a specific path, which you can see based on the, indent- like, how it, how it appears on the background, so it'll be, like, a 3D object. Uh, in the background, and then the platform follows that pathway. So you know generally where you're going to go. And in a lot of instances of those kind of puzzles, I guess you want to call them, mobs will continuously spawn on either one side of the screen or oh, both. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's so obnoxious because, yeah, you're trying to eliminate them, but you also don't want to fall off the platform. But if you get hit, you're going to fall. And in a lot of cases, when I would fall off the platforms, I would get hit twice on the way down. I know and exactly you only have a certain number of health. About. Yeah. I will say one thing that is nice, you can sort of grind HP. So if you are low, you can get to a room where you find enemies that are a little bit easier to kill and you can just chain farm them until you get full health. And I definitely did that uh, many times, which was kind of annoying because sometimes it'd be quick and you'd get it, you know, you'd be full health after maybe five or six kills. And other times you wouldn't get a single health health tank after killing many, many mobs. And it it got kind of grindy and annoying at that point. But man, this game is punishing. I died so many times to the dumbest shit. um, I think it was... Um, Fireman, or what's Heatman? Heatman. I died to the lava in that world so many times, and it's so frustrating because the enemies in that world don't appear until you get to a, until you get close enough to them. So you have to like activate them, but then sort of get away and then kill them in order to get through. And so you get frustrated, you're like fuck it, I'm just gonna go for it. And then you jump and hit them, and you fall, and you're like, oh my god, I just died <laughs> again. And it happened to me that world. I never, I never ended up getting to the boss because I just kept getting frustrated on the way there. Um, Metal Man, so, so the bosses aren't super crazy or interesting. They're, they're kind of like Super Mario 3 monsters where once you figure out the basic pattern of where they're going to go, you just follow them and kill them. And a lot of cases, you can just stand your ground and fight them and you, you'll end, you, you obviously have more HP or as long as you dodge a couple shots, you can just trade HP with them until they die. And so you, you can end up going through it, which is kind of nice. See, the levels generally are more difficult than the bosses in that case. Which is kind of nice, because if you make your way through the level, you're like, okay, great, I did it. Now all I have to do is just play kind of smart and conservative, and I can kill this boss. Mm-hmm. 
very fun game. I, I'm still impressed with with the visuals and the music combined in this game. It's just it is so much for such an old game. Like it's crazy to think yeah. that this game is 30 years old. This game is 30 years old, and it's still the visuals are appealing enough to where you know what's going on. That they used vibrant colors in certain worlds, which is it's bold. I mean, in, in the simplest form, it's it's crazy to me that they use this kind of color palette, and it still looks really good. Like it's not wow, you're, you're going to drool over yourself with graphics, but you know what's going on. Because there are some regular Nintendo games that I've played where the background has so many similar colors to where it's kind of hard to tell what they were trying to do. And I just feel like they had a lot of success with, with the art style they went with this. This is just, I mean, it's, just, it's, you're, you're, I, it's the basic idea of a Mega Man game, but well executed. And it's, it's super duper fun. If, if anybody, if you haven't played this one, I, I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's on a lot of people's lists that I read as, as one of the better uh, Mega Man games. It is really a really good game I, I for me honestly the music is one of the best things about it it's so good i was super impressed i love i love when i play a game uh, a classic game and i come across music that it just completely takes me by surprise like sometimes it happens and you're just like what like how like how can they do that it's it, it's 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 crazy impressive a lot of people i from what i hear like Mega Man x really the best out of all the Mega Man games, generally speaking. Uh, I tend to, I, I really liked two a good bit better than X. This is, I, those are the only two that I've played. Um, even though I did like them both, these are the only two that I've played. And I, I definitely like uh, Mega Man 2 the best. Yeah, and I know in later installments, I believe you have the ability to change weapons, which gives you a huge advantage um, because you, cannot, you don't have to plan out the, the bosses you kill. Because your weapon's fixed, right? So after you kill the boss, um, well, you you get you 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 know when you beat a boss, you get its weapon. Yes, in I believe in the later installments, you can rotate the weapon. So if you have multiple weapons, you have the ability to change them. In the NES version, you don't have the ability to change it. But yeah, you can. You just pause it and change it. No, you can't. <laughs> Shut your You're mouth! Fucking kidding me? Oh my god, you're right! Damn it! I was hitting select. I was like, oh, it's got to be select. In my head, select you is the button you would hit to change weapons. You didn't you know even just try start to see what oh happens? Oh my god. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I am so tilted. I am so tilted. That would have made it Holy so much easier. Shit. I was trying to plan out the boss. I was like, okay, I have to kill this one. And then I immediately have to go to this world because he's weak to that weapon. I don't want to waste that weapon because when I beat that level, then I'm going to lose that. Wait, so how are, you tr how are you getting the new weapon in the first place? Because don't you have to pause it? You have to pause it to even change to it the first time. No, I'm almost positive when you kill the boss, you immediately equip that weapon. Okay, I, I could be wrong. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I don't remember that, but I... I don't know for that sure. That makes me really concerned that I was just using the same weapon the entire game. <laughs> do you, like, do you remember your weapons having different abilities or anything like that? Yeah, because like Metal, uh, what is it, Metal Man? Metal Man was the one I would kill first. Yeah, he gives uh, you this the saw blades, right? Yeah, the saw blades. Oh man, now I want to check. Oh man. Oh, let me load my file. I'll, I'll test this out. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> God damn it! I want to sound like the biggest idiot in the world. Well, the second uh, biggest idiot. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. So, Holy uh, shit, that would make the game so much easier. Yeah, because... <laughs> I mean, not nice, was... Let's be real, it's nice, but it's not. It's still not going to help me beat the levels. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, there are some that definitely help. Um, but really, 
and it's just against the bosses that they help. Um, yeah, exactly. You use the really the the just regular what Mega Man gun works best for most of the levels um, until you get to the boss. In Mega Man X, it's kind of the same, except they are a lot more important for beating the bosses. But uh, yeah, so so you learned That's something funny. new tonight. Gonna learn today, Robert. I was, at first, I was like, "What does he say?" It's a difference. I don't get what he's what he's saying. So uh, I, I knew because like, I was thinking, I'm like, man, that would be so hard. Like, but I was like, it's a regular Nintendo game, so it wouldn't surprise me. You know, the, a lot of old right. games have those really punishing mechanics like that. Yep. Oh man, that's funny. All right, so Mega Man Two, you give it a two out of two. Oh yeah, it's a very good game. If you like Mega Man games, you will definitely like this game. Awesome. All right. I have three games once again. I'm going to talk about first, um, let's go with, I'll talk about this is one of the ones that was on my um, uh, New Year's resolutions list. Oh, cool. That is Twisted Metal. Oh, the original. The, the OG. Man, what a fun game. Uh, yeah, super fun game. Who'd you play us? Uh, everybody, basically. Oh, did you really? You played a lot then. Yeah, I play, you know, that, that's right off the bat one of the cool, really cool things about this game. There are so many characters to choose from, and they're all very, they're all dis- distinct from one another. It's not like sure. uh, on uh, F-Zero X, the, whichever one was on 64, or really all of the F-Zeros besides the first one, there are a ton of cars to choose from. And that's cool, but there's also not a whole lot of difference between a lot of the cars. Um, in Twisted Metal is different. It's, there are like, I feel like there's like 12 cars, right? Maybe 10 or 12. I would say, yeah, 12 to 15. And yeah, some of them are tanky. Some of them are a little bit squishier. They all have different ults. God, what a fun game. Yeah, they're all unique. Now we'll talk about their ults, but the cars themselves, like there's a cop car, there's a taxi, there's a kind of a yellow jacket. There's a, yeah, I can't believe you remember the names. There's a Lamborghini type car. Lamborghini. Oh man, that's it's a red Lamborghini. Yeah. And it makes that that sound when you shoot it. Its name is. It's Crimson something, I think. Crimson, right? Crimson, Crimson Fury, Crimson. May I don't remember. Oh man, we got to do this now. There's a white, like kind of sports car. Um, white sports car. Yeah. Spectre. Yeah, Spectre. There's yeah. the motorcycle. You remember? Uh, him? Oh. oh. Oh, yeah, uh, he shoots the skulls out as his old. What's his name? His name is Grim Reaper? Mr. Grim. Mr. Grim. Damn, I was close. There is the uh, the Humvee. The Humvee uh, that does that shoots the American flag color. Oh, no, red, yeah. it shoots red, yeah, and blue red. missiles. Yeah. His name is... No, that's not Warthog. Yeah, that's Warthog. That's Warthog? There's the car. There's the Mad Max style car where it's just rusty metal, basically. Oh, man. Um, junkyard? Junkrat? Junkyard? Uh, roadkill. Roadkill, damn. <laughs> There's the the purple Cadillac. Purple Cadillac. I don't I don't remember that one. I don't remember its name. I think it might be Thumper or something like that. Mm, okay, I do remember that now that you say the name. <laughs> and there's Sweet Tooth. Don't forget about Sweet Tooth. Oh, I cannot forget about Sweet Tooth, the candy, the uh, ice cream truck. Spoilers, Yellow Jacket's son, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That, um, I, I played the I can't, shit. Out of I don't game. know how you remember all this stuff. I played the shit out of that game. I, I beat it <laughs> I with so tell. many characters. Um, and then there's the, the um, like the monster truck. Yeah, I, Hammerhead. 
Uh, yep. And then yeah. the, and then the eighteen wheeler, but not with the trailer, just oh, the just That's the, not the last boss, right? That's the No no no. Oh man, eighteen wheeler. I, I don't remember, remember his name. It's uh I can't remember his name either. And I feel like there's maybe one Isn't there another female? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She drives kind of a dune buggy type thing. Oh, I don't remember her name. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. The name either. Man. <laughs> but um What a great game. Yeah, and then the final boss was kind of like a big giant. It was almost like a tank. It's the tank, yeah. It, was, it, was a, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't on treads though. It had six wheels. It only had six. I I imagined like twenty in my head. I guess no. I was just terrified as a <laughs> the kid. It had like six wheels. I just remember that thing would roll out shooting flames out of the top, and you're like, oh shit, here we go, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, what a great game! Oh, oh man, it really is a fantastic game. It, so, if you're not familiar, with, with, we'll guess we'll back up a little bit. This came out in 1995 for PS1. It was 95. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. That can't be 95. Can it? I would think a little bit later, was it? Because PS1 came out in 95, 96. Uh, I think it did actually. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it must no, have no, 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 early no. Release then. Uh, yeah, it was 95. That's an early release, isn't it? It was a it was a launch release. I'm pretty sure. What's it? You're kidding me. Who developed that game? Um, Sony. Wow. Well, okay. Wait, hold on. Developers: Sony Interactive and Single Track. No idea. Wow. What an impressive release. Um, I I, I don't know Jesus. for sure if it was a launch, but I know it came out very early because. I mean, had to. What I got, yeah, I think it was because I remember this was one because when I got my PS One, it was for uh, Christmas, and this was one of the games that I got with it. Mm. Um, Gosh, what a great game! Fantastic game. Let's talk about what the game is because we've just been talking about everything but what the game is. (laughs) I'm just saying that is great over and over. Um, So, Twisted Metal. If you are somehow not familiar with it, it is a uh, it's like an arena car battle game. Battle not, Royale, yeah. Yeah, not Destruction Derby style, but it's your cars are equipped with machine guns and missile launchers and stuff like that. You drive around and shoot at each other until you're the last man standing. Uh, or woman. Or woman. And then you also, or clown. And you pick up... <laughs> um, Subhuman. You pick up missiles and stuff, and you can pick up like power-ups around the map. You can also, there are healing stations... That you can like That's one time right. like one time use healing stations that you can uh that you can find. There are some little secret hidden areas on some of the maps. Oh, don't you don't undersell like that. There de- a lot of times they're destructible areas that you have to find a way to, to destroy it, usually with specific angles, and then usually get bonus items or weapons for doing it. Oh my god, I love looking through the levels for all those bonus bonus stuff. Yeah. God, that was so fun. And then you can pick up different kinds of kinds of missiles, just like regular missiles or uh, missiles that, that like, yeah, they, they don't home like perfectly, but they will kind of like, they'll twist and turn a little bit um, to the mm. target. And then um, like more powerful missiles and then freeze missiles. Oh, and, that's right. And then you can, all, oh, and you can also get like little mines that you can lay down. Ooh, that seems really strong. And then each, uh, each car itself has machine guns which are infinite although they I, if i remember correctly they can overheat but it just takes a second for them to cool down and I then uh right. and then they also have their own special attack which is like its own special missile yeah uh, now 
the the special missile like every car's special attack 90 percent of them is just basically another kind of missile uh sure if you water it down yeah like the like warthog so my favorite what are your favorite cars uh i played grim reaper a lot um i played warthog a lot Trying to think who else. I think I played a decent amount of Spectre too. I tried not to play the the hammer or the um, monster truck because it was so broken. Oh yeah, the monster truck special attack is you drive on top of them and then you hit the special attack button and it just like grinds them and does yeah, like, you, it does damage. ridiculous damage. I think it deals some damage back to the but to the monster truck, but not enough to make it even close to balanced. By far, I think it's by far the most powerful. But I could be wrong. I think so. I think so too. Um, but um some of them are just missiles or just another type of missile warthog shoots three missiles so my favorites were warthog and roadkill and uh um sweet tooth uh <laughs> warthog just his is, it shoots three missiles at the same time and they happen to be colored like the american flag uh roadkill basically is just a missile but it's it's like a spear but it's no practically speaking it's no different from just a missile Spectres is a missile, but it can go through walls. That's Twist, right. uh, uh, Sweet Tooth, the ice cream truck, is a missile, but it basically looks like a... It almost looks like a Molotov cocktail, kind of. It's just... Oh, I thought it was an ice cream cone. It might be. I, I oh, don't okay. really it know. It does a ton of it damage, prob- I'm pretty sure. It probably is. Yeah, I think it does a ton of damage, but it's just a missile that shoots straight. Grim yep. um, Reaper shoots a skull. It's yep, just a missile. It's just a missile. <laughs> so, Something equal to, like, Outlaw, his... I believe is is lightning damage, right? Don't you have to be close to him, like almost like melee yeah, range? And it, yeah. exactly, you get pretty close. You get like close to somebody, and it automatically just like it shoots electricity at them from your like cop car lights. Spectre, um, oh, no, sorry, what Crimson Fury? I think it just shoots like beams, right? So like weak missiles, but many of them. I think so, maybe. Um, the Spectre's thing was is uh, not Spectre. Crimson Fury is like is super fast. That's the way his yeah. is different from the rest of them. Um. And yeah, so basically they all come down, most of them come down to just that. Uh, and then so, as you play through the game, each level, the first level is kind of a small arena, and it's you versus, I think, two, or no, it's, no, the first one's just you versus one other guy. And then as you progress through the game, the areas that you're fighting in get larger, and there are more people for you to fight against. So there's one where you're kind of in a city, there's another one where you're sort of like in a town, there's another one... Which is kind of just a loop. You're on a big highway racing around. Uh, and you can, you know, turn around and do whatever you want. There's little off-ramps here and there that kind of take you on little detours. Little longer Isn't the one where you're in a canal of some kind? That The canal is in the one with the town. Oh, okay. There, there's a canal in that part. That one's a pretty gotcha. big map. So it's got a town. It's got a little section with a, with a canal in it. A canal, like a, like a road-type canal. Like underneath the highway-type canal. Um, there's one, the, I think it's the final, uh, yes, yeah, the, I believe it's the final level is, uh, it's on rooftops. It's on four or oh, five yeah. rooftops. Can't you fall off too? Yeah. You can fall off and there's little ramps that let you jump from one rooftop to the next. Um, Ooh. just a couple of, there's one or two others that I, that I'm, that I'm forgetting. Um, but so you're driving around shooting at each other and it take they take a while because, there are so many different guys that you have to kill and they do, um, you know, fight against each other. It's not just you. It's not just everybody versus you, but they don't do a ton of damage to each other. It's basically up to you to kill everybody. Um, and so and one thing I did like about it a lot. Well, 
besides all the other things I like about it, another thing that I liked about it is that when you die, it gives you a code and you type in the like password to that stage and you go right back into it. And you can even choose a different car if you want. It's really easy going as far as, you know, quote, saving your game goes. When you type in the password for a level, you pick whoever you want and you just start there and, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not like you're picking up your the same game exactly. It's like, oh, you want to jump to this level? All right, go to it and play as whoever you want to, which I liked. One thing that was a little bit rough was the frame rate, which is <laughs> kind of important for a game, for, you know, a faster paced game like this. To have a frame rate that can kind of keep up with the gameplay, uh, it, it can't quite keep up with the gameplay. So uh, it's it's a little bit hard to tell exactly what's going all the, on all the time because the frame rate's a little bit low. Isn't the view distance very low in that game too? No, I don't. I, I didn't. Maybe okay. I. But I didn't really. Ha- I didn't notice any problems with it. Okay, I'm remembering it wrong then. It, it might, but uh, that it wasn't anything that that I noticed. Gotcha. Uh, but really what's so cool about it is just the, the variety of the um, of the cars and just kind of the whole idea of, of vehicle-based arena combat. This was really kind of the first game to do that. And then it also took on like a really dark tone. In yeah. It as well. Some of the storylines were really dark. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, everybody. So, so the premise of the tournament is there's this kind of almost godlike character named Calypso who's running this tournament and whoever uh, wins the tournament they get, he will grant them one wish. Yeah. Um, and then when you beat the game, it there there's text that tells you what happens. Now they actually recorded live action video endings, uh, like story portions for the ending for each character when you beat it. But they didn't, um, when they made the game, there wasn't enough room on the disc to put the endings on there. So that's no why shit. It, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know this either until I was looking into it. So instead of, so they recorded all these endings and then couldn't use them. And so they just have text explaining, okay, when this guy wins, this happens. Uh, and it, and it tells you for each character, when you're choosing your characters and you're looking at the car and it kind of tells you its stats and stuff, it also tells you who the driver is and what his motivation for competing in the um in the tournament is like what what why he wants to compete here what he hopes to get out of it what his wishes that he wants granted um and so it tells you what happens there now there was a some sort of not a remaster but a director's cut or something like that uh that was released a couple years later i believe um let's see it was let me see. Okay. Okay, now I'm reading Wikipedia right now. This is saying it doesn't have to do anything with disk space. This says single track also filmed live action footage for each character's ending, but it was not featured in the game's final release because some members of the development team found it too offensive. So that's what Wikipedia Whoa. says. Um, this is probably more reliable than wherever I heard that it, it was because it wouldn't fit on the disk. Uh, these event these endings were eventually included as bonus content in Twisted Metal Head-On Extra Twisted Edition for PlayStation 2. Extra Twisted Edition. <laughs> Which I think is basically just a remaster of this one. Um, I'm not 100% too. No, I take it back. It says Head-On is a direct sequel to Twisted Metal 2. 
So <laughs> they took the so apparently they took the uh, endings from one and just made them be endings for this other game. Uh, and I watched some of them online, and they are really cheesy, as you can kind of imagine. But but they still do a really good job of keeping the really dark tone that the Twisted Metal franchise is known for. It's, I mean, even just when you're flipping through the characters, um, they they just look. Everybody just looks sleazy, and they look like people who would participate in this tournament. They really do. <laughs> they really do. Um, and then Sweet Tooth. Uh, his his picture in particular, like, looks super freaking creepy. I was tr- trying to see if I could find it to pull up just to show you, just to remind you of it. But um, all I can find is like the Twisted Metal three version of him. But, I remember the Twisted Metal Black version of him. Holy shit, that game was freaking. yeah. This the Twisted Metal Black version was really good. Also, oh my gosh, that game was so good. Do you remember the intro? that game i don't good. remember all i remember More. was just that the game was so good yeah and that the i endings, played the crap out of that game i remember the endings in that one were even better were like, oh yeah i remember playing through as many one. as i could just to save all yeah same here so uh yeah all those are are really interesting and uh they kind of kind of kind of um i guess ballsy for back in the day <laughs> so Twisted Metal 1 still holds up pretty well. I had a really good time with it. And of course it has multiplayer as well. So yeah. uh that was if Is you have co-op? I don't think so. I Is think it's later? always okay. just it's always just arena, so gotcha. you're always fighting against each other. Uh and that was always really fun. I didn't get a chance to play it for this because I just didn't have anybody to play it with, but uh I played it a lot back in the day and that was a really good way to play this game as well. So Awesome game, and uh, the again, my only problem with it was the um, just the frame rate was a little bit weird. It was it was a little bit rough. Here's a picture. This is a really small picture, but here's a picture of uh, Sweet Tooth. No, never mind. It's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Sweet Tooth looks creepy. That's bottom line. (laughs) Next game. I think I'm going to go with. By the way, can you, uh, is there anything you can do about your keyboard? It's a little, it's a little on the no. high. No. No. I will not. What if I, I ask, to do. what if I ask nicely and give you yeah, cake? Ooh, what kind of cake? Pumpkin flavored cake. Mm. All right. Next oh. one. We're going to jump over to the Jaguar. First, let's go with, um, checkered flag. So, I didn't look this up. Jacker Flag Atari Jaguar. This came out in 1991. As you can probably guess from the title, it's a racing game. And wow. it is a uh, sort of... You're driving F1 style cars, but it's it's not on F1 tracks. It's just one of these drive-on-the-street type racing games. Um, I mean, it is a track technically speaking but it's kind of like oh this is a track in the mountains this is a track in the desert this is a track in you know a city of course and um i don't really have much to say about this one but i i played it so i wanted to bring it up and uh but like so the graphics are fine it has this very um pretty polygonal look that a lot of uh jaguar games had 
Uh, there's 10 tracks to choose from, which are all pretty unique, which is cool. There's also weather selection. You can choose for it to be dry or rain, rainy or foggy. And then there's also sure. tires. You can choose whether uh, you and the other drivers are going to have, you know, wet ti- you know, tires for rain or just regular racing tires. The tire selection did not seem to, to change anything as far as I could tell. Really? It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you can change your tires. It'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, cool. Okay, you're right. Because I tried, because I played with, uh, you know, dry tires on rain. And it didn't seem to make any difference whatsoever. I what the hell? Why would you implement that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's so stupid. <laughs> you can choose your car color. Um, there's like five colors <laughs> that you can choose from. Um, this game is not very good. The, the racing is all right. But, um, you know, I mentioned Twisted Metal's frame rate being bad. The frame rate on this game is terrible. Wow. Which for a racing game in particular, for any car game is bad, but for, for a racing game in particular is very important. Yes. Because you're going fast. You have to be able to see what's going on. You don't want to just be jumping, you know, across the track. I think you're being over overly critical, Robert. I don't think it matters. (laughs) Um, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. There's no way the frame rate was higher than 20, fps jesus it may have even been closer to 10 or 15 or something like that it was it's actually terrible uh sometimes i would get passed by somebody and i did not even see the car pass me all i saw was my place change oh that's so bad (laughs) yeah that's atrocious it's actually atrocious yeah um really that's all there is to say about checkered flag it was not it was not a good game unfortunately uh, zero out of 10 would not recommend i'll give it a one i'll give it a two out of 10 it's not broken necessarily um it's just there's nothing interesting about it and it's got oh, horrendous. I, I got you i got you what, 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 did you, what was your choice huh what two, was your total two out of no. 10 okay so so here, you originally were going to give it a three out of 10 but suddenly the two just passed you without even noticing and now it's two out of 10 <laughs> nice very that was a good one Good job. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) All right. The last game that I played was uh, another Atari Jaguar game. And I'm pulling up my notes because I forgot to see when this one came out also. Uh, Atari Jaguar. This was White Men Can't Jump. Oh, wow. Uh, Came out in 1995. As you you can probably guess, this this is a basketball game. What? And that was an action RPG. It's kind of, uh, it's sort of, it's it's not a ripoff by any means of NBA Jam, but you can definitely tell that it's inspired by by NBA Jam. It's it's a two on two basketball game, uh, very arcadey. But there's that's almost where it stops being like NBA Jam. Besides also being uh, a basketball game, you're not playing as NBA characters. You're playing as like street teams i forgot the name of the team that i was it was the it was something like the dismasters or something like that (laughs) um there's so there's all these street teams to choose from and basically you there's three or four i think four different uh different courts that you can play on one of them is kind of like they're all you know outdoor courts one of them is in the city 
one of them's kind of in a neighborhood. One of them is in sort of like a business district, that kind of stuff. And it's 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 half court basketball, which is kind of interesting, it, which is actually kind of a neat idea for a video game. Yeah, I agree. It, it's got the whole concept of, oh, if they hit the rim, then if you get the rebound, then you have to take it back past the three point line before you can try to score, you know? Yeah. Um, and and if you don't, you can you can shoot and try to score anyways. But then it just doesn't count if you make it, and then they get the ball back. Um, and so the the point of view is kind of awkward. It's from behind. It's facing the goal directly. So essentially, the camera. Think about the camera being on the half court line, maybe yeah. facing the um, facing the goal. And then, so most of the time when you're playing, you're looking at the backs of your guys. Um, as opposed to, you know, the side view or something like most basketball games do. And, uh, so you've got two guys on your team. Of course they have stats and everything just like, uh, NBA jam as well. And it's just two on two and it's first two twenty one. or I think you can adjust what, what you play to, but it's not a timed game, you know, like, like a real NBA game. It's, it's, they really do take the street concept. Uh, they, they, I say, I, I would say that they do stay very faithful to kind of like making this a street basketball game hmm. um, because they've got the, you know, again, got it where you have to, if you rebound, you have to take it past back past the three point line to, uh, in order to, to, you know, kind of have possession of the ball essentially to, to be able to score. If they shoot an air ball, then you can grab it and you don't have to take it past. You don't have to take it back. Um, what else? It does have also like NBA jam. Um, you can just push people down all day long without any repercussions whatsoever. You know, there's no foul shots or anything like that. Um, couple bad things about it. Well, okay. One other, well, okay. Yeah. I'll lump, lump that in with the bad things. Couple bad things. The, uh, as you're playing, they're constantly like the, the players on the, on the game are constantly talking, just kind of saying like, you know, street type stuff. And they, never stop it's constant oh so it gets repetitive it gets very repetitive it's like air ball brick take it back here i go pass it here oh look out oh. air ball look out just like non-stop oh, you're annoying me and you just started <laughs> yeah um and then there's also there's also in order to to do any sort of dunk it's basically like a special move Okay. So you have to look up in the manual and see, okay, to dunk with, the, and even each individual character has his own way to dunk. What? So it's like, really? you got to look it up in the manual. It's like, oh, this dude's name, this dude's um, to dunk, you press up, up while you're shooting. And this one you press left, right. And so what you do is you get up, you know, in dunking range and then you hold the shoot button. And, you know, it's just like any other basketball game where you hold it and then you let go to release. Uh, you hold it and then you press this button combination and then let go of the shoot button and it makes them do a dunk. But man, I only got that to work twice out of all of the times that I tried to do it. Jesus. I don't know if That's the not a good mechanic. No. I don't know if just the instructions were un I mean, I guess it was just it comes down to the instructions being unclear because it says, you know, when while you're shooting, press this combination and then let go for him to do a dunk. And that was exactly what yeah. I do. I would hold down the shoot button, press the combination, let go, and he just wouldn't. And like I said, twice I got him to do it. I don't know what happens that was special those two times. 
but I had a hard time getting them to dunk. Uh, <laughs> the game was really pretty easy. I played a few matches and won most of them. It wasn't like a blowout or anything, but I didn't have much trouble winning either. Oh. Um, Another big problem with this one is yet again, three out of three games this time, the frame rate. Wow. The frame rate was really, it wasn't as bad as checkered flag, or maybe it was, and it just didn't matter quite as much because uh, it's not a racing game, but the, the frame rate was really pretty poor on this game, uh, which, you know, that's so funny. I'm usually, I usually don't notice frame rates that much. Sure. But especially on a classic game, right? Like you're like, yeah, uh, you kind of expect it to an extent. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. But on all three of these, especially checkered flag, and definitely this one coming in a a solid second, the frame weight was 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 really just bad. Uh, so that definitely hinders the enjoyment of it quite a bit. Um, overall, I would say this does a good job of kind of taking a new slant on the arcade style basketball game because they really, like I said, they really commit to the, the, the street concept and they, they do that pretty faithfully, but it just, the, the game just ultimately was not very good. So there's my three, my three of the day. Twisted metal wins. Oh, uh, without question. <laughs> I, I mean, checkered flag is a close second for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a famous game, as we all know. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, man, I, I know I'd heard the name from. Like, man, what? <laughs> all right, uh, top fives. You ready to do them? Yeah, I'm not super thrilled with my list. I'm, I'm, I'm excited with the top portion of it, but the bottom portion, I could probably do without. I'd say. Okay. Makes sense. So, top fives this time are games we don't understand the appeal of. Um, as you clarified last time, these isn't, these aren't games that we're just trying to kind of like like talk bad about. It's it's not like oh the, people shouldn't like this game. It's just plenty of people like this game, and I genuinely don't understand why. Um, well, I, I'm gonna correct you right there and say if anybody who likes these games is bad and should feel bad. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, you're right, that's actually true. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so, games that we don't understand the appeal of. I'm going to let you start with your number five. Okay. Uh, my number one, or my number one, my <laughs> number five is Final Fantasy A2. Uh, this was the, uh, this uh, sorry, Final Fantasy Tactics A2. Yeah. This was the third uh, attempt at a Final Fantasy Tactics game, the second one being Advanced. And I have been told, you know, people ask me about the podcast, they're like, oh, what's your favorite game of all time? You know, in in most moods, they say Final Fantasy Tactics. Usually, you say I Metal truly... Gear Solid or Honey Pop. Yeah, or Metal Gear Pop, Metal Gear Honey, Metal Honey Gear, Gear Honey, Honey Gear Honey Gear Honey Gear Pop. Uh, I I almost always say Final Fantasy Tactics, and people are just like, "Oh, have you played Final Fantasy Eight too?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's dog shit. Like, it doesn't even it doesn't <laughs> hold up at all against Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, no, no, no. You just got to get into it. I know there's some frustrating mechanics, but it's a really great game." And, no, no, I spent countless hours. I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, I love Final Fantasy Tactics. I can sort of see why people like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's not the worst game ever made, but it's surely not the best game ever made. But this game, it's just, it baffles me. Like, this game, is, to me, is just such a myth. Wait, I thought you thought Final Fantasy Tactics was the best game ever made. The first one. Yeah, I do. You just said, 
I can kind of see why people like Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics. Advanced. 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 Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry if I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, Tactics Advanced, which is an okay game. The gameplay is pretty fun. The storyline is missing, but it's just, it's so crazy to go from Final Fantasy Tactics to Advanced, which was okay, to this game, which is just a miss on a miss. And I've been told, I can't tell you how many times I should play this game. I'm just like, what? No. How many times have you tried it? How many times have you been like, all right, I'm going to give it another shot? Several. Several. <laughs> and every single time I get to a certain point, I'm just like, oh, these stupid rules are in place, and oh, this game's terrible. You got Because it was these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. My number five is um, Tech Mobile. Oh man, this was on my list, and so it's not now. <laughs> I thought I, I was like, "Is this really justifiable?" I love Tech Mobile, but yeah, it's not really that great of a game. Like, it's it's fun. It's yeah. Oh man, I just don't. Even when basically the only football game there was was Tech Mobile on NES, I just did not get why people liked it so much. It's it's a passable game. It's fine. Um, particularly, I well. I can see multiplayer being, and I, I, I played multiplayer some, and I can see why people get some enjoyment out of multiplayer in particular, but even that, to me, feels like it has a very limited appeal, because, as we've discussed many times, uh, it just really comes down to paper, issues. rock, scissors. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's, it, there are so many other things about it, but it just takes all of the all of the things that make football interesting are essentially eliminated in the Tech Mobile series. Um, and even, again, even back when this first came out, I really just was like, well, all you're doing is trying to pick the exact same play. And that's all, that's 99% of what the game comes down to. Yep. Um, I don't think a lot of people picked up on that at that time, because I'll be honest with you, nobody in my family did. And maybe we're just stupid, but... My family didn't really pick up on it. Maybe we weren't, we weren't that best in the games, but I we had no idea. Interesting. You really you didn't yeah. like you never thought about. Oh, I was this. very young, so I have that as an excuse. But yeah, I, I don't remember my family ever talking about that. <laughs> kind of like how they never talked about how you can how you can use the the Mega Man bosses weapons. Do we need to bring that up already? I think that's a too soon type thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. It was too stumbles. soon. All right, number four. Uh, phew, sorry, sorry to people. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII. We, we've talked about this a bunch of different times on the podcast. I even tried playing it for the podcast. I just don't get the appeal. It obviously has the the basic formula of your Final Fantasy game for the PS for the PS One or PS Two. Um, I feel like the character development is lacking. I feel like there's very simplistic arcs. The combat is good. It's not enough to redeem the storyline. I love the card game, um, but Man, this game is just—it's just a tough one for me. Every time I look at it, I'm just like, seven is great, nine is great, so the one in between's got to be great, right? And then you're like, yeah, but it's eight. And you're like, okay, fuck, I'm not playing it. <laughs> All right, number four for me is Pac-Man. Wow, really? I have never understood huh. the appeal of Pac-Man. You know, it's not a bad argument to be honest with you, but it is an arcade-style game, so I'll give it that. But I want to hear this. Go for it. I just don't. It's just not fun. Like, I don't understand. You're doing the same. Okay. Not to. Okay. It's repetitiveness is one thing. 
Yep. We can all agree that it's an extremely repetitive. Yeah, it's the same thing. Even yep. the people who love it, I'm sure, you know, can't argue, wouldn't wouldn't disagree with you there. But I don't get what's fun about just moving around, getting dots, and trying not for a ghost. I mean, it's so, so simplistic. You're just grabbing dots and trying not to get hit by ghosts. I like the sound effects. I like the music. The chase mechanic's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting to plan out your path, and then you have to try to set up to grab the orbs in order to turn the ghost blue so you can kill them. That was always fun to me, and then collecting certain fruits. And certain levels were actually very appealing. I actually, I mean, honestly, I kind of disagree with in this one. I actually really enjoyed Miss Pac-Man. I would, I, I would expect that we will probably have a lot of disagreements on this one, just due to the nature due to the nature of the lists. My number two, we're definitely gonna agree on. My number one, maybe. I'm kind of curious where this is going. Yeah, I, I kind of like Miss Pac-Man actually. It's an enjoyable game. Yeah, I've but never, I can understand your criticism. This of it. one, those again, even back in the day, I just never really understood. Like, yeah, sure, I'll play a this. game of Pac-Man yeah, a little bit, but I just like it gets old to me after 30 seconds. You know what? I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll play this on the podcast next time if I haven't already played it. <laughs> okay. If you do, let me know and I'll play I'll play it too. I'll, okay. I'll play it I, I don't see that play for the podcast, but I never like we've been doing this for so many years now where it's just like yeah. I don't remember sometimes. Alright. Number three. Alright. I'm sorry everyone, once again. Uh, this is gonna be Super Nintendo Secret of Mana. I've tried to play this on the podcast a few times, and I just can't get into it. I, I don't know what it is. I know this is a very highly regarded game. I know the storyline's supposed to be good. I know the gameplay is supposed to be really fun. I know this is supposed to be a much better game than Secret of Evermore, but for whatever reason, in my dumbass brain, Secret of Evermore is just such a better game. I don't think I don't think Secret of Mana is supposed to be better than Secret of Evermore. Really? I I thought a lot of people like Secret of Mana substantially more than Evermore. I I, I could be wrong. That's oh, okay. Not, that's I thought the common opinion was that. I don't know. Okay. Regardless, I just can't. I can't do it. I've tried many times to get into it. I, I've literally like said, like, okay, for the next four hours, I'm gonna play this game, and I get like two and a half hours in. I'm just like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it just, it just doesn't grab me. Like, evermore, I could play once a year for the rest of my life. Mana, my life would be short if I tried to play it once a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I tried to play this um, about a year ago, or whatever it was that the SNES Classic came out. Yeah, and I also got probably about two and a half hours in, and I was just like, I just can't do anymore. It's just, a grind, right? Like it's just not. There's nothing to me. There's nothing fun about it, really. I mean, nothing the, gripping, right? It's nothing. That yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. I'm right there with you. Okay. The graphics are good. And, yeah, they're they're very good for the time. I love the art style, and that's about it. You know what? One of the things that there were there, I kind of remember there being a lot of things that that bugged me but the only one that i can remember is <laughs> how close you have to be to the edge of the screen <laughs> oh that oh that you I have to be an inch away from the edge of the screen for it to start scrolling it oh, is that's weird. insane you have to be so that. close for it to scroll which obviously just makes you smash into bad guys all day long oh as you're scrolling through the screens because you're walking because you're so close you have to have like instant reflexes to stop if you know you get close to a bad guy because it pops up and it's right there and you're you're, you're basically on top of it by the time you see it uh but yeah i i agree with you 100 percent on that one for sure i'm glad i, I was I, I was figured i was getting a little bit of flack for that but I, that's one of those ones where I, I that's how i feel in my heart of hearts and i'm sometimes afraid to say it just because it's such a popular <laughs> game i thought it was no yeah i think it is for sure but i do think 
Ever, Secret of Evermore gener- generally is thought of as okay. a better game. I could be wrong. Well, people are right then. All right, number three for me is Flight Simulator. This is mm. another one that I just, I, I guess I keep saying this, but that's because that's what the list is. I just never understood it. I remember when we were little, my dad had a Flight Simulator game, and I would play it every now and then, and just kind of be like, okay, I'm flying a plane. I found it. I found that game fun, actually. It's it's really? funny because, yeah. So it was challenging when I played it, and it took me a little while to figure everything out and to to sort of have a successful takeoff. And it there, and it took me a while to have a successful landing. And what's funny is because I practiced, because I actually had a class in, I want to say junior high, where we we played this for a little bit as part of the class. Like you, your part of your grade was you had to successfully take off, do something, and then land. And what's so funny is I practiced it a lot, and I ended up being able to do it. But that translated over into Grand Theft Auto 3 for PlayStation 2. When you get the first Dodo plane, you have to you have to fly it. And it, the controls are very similar to the flight simulator, oddly enough. Really? Yeah, yeah I guess I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's, that's, I guess that doesn't really surprise me too much. But um, to me, I don't understand. I understand games where you're flying a plane of some sort and trying to do this or that. But just... Oh, this is what it's like to fly a plane. I can understand it being a maybe a good training tool for pilots, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they are pretty pretty accurate as far as you know the controls and all the things you have to do in the physics and everything. But as a game for somebody who's not a, a pilot or who you know isn't trying to become a pilot, it's just okay. You take off and now you're in the air for a while, and then you just got to land. Yeah, I can understand the criticism, and I, I really can't say much that I would want to play this again. But I understand its purpose, I guess. I think it's. So I'm uh, okay with this one. I think they are impressive games, a hundred percent. But I don't understand the appeal of them as games. There was some <laughs> some kid that I went to high school with, and I didn't know him basically at all. But <laughs> there was somebody that that uh, I kind of knew that knew him pretty well. And he was uh, a friend of a friend. You mean? Yeah, it was a friend of a friend. <laughs> and he he uh, was studying to be a pilot shortly after high school. Okay. <laughs> he had been taking classes and and you know practicing and all this for a while and getting you know fairly deep into class. And then it was time for him to go on a solo flight. And he, he like went so far off course that he like didn't know where he was. And he just had to land in some random place. And uh, instantly got surrounded by cop cars and had to like call his flight instructor to basically tell the police that he wasn't, you know, a, a, a terrorist or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he was in illegal flying area. I don't. I, well, I mean, you can't just land places. You know, you yeah. have to. Oh yeah. There's a certain protocol, <laughs> and he went again, just way off course, and just had to land at some random airport. Which uh, you know what's crazy? I'm sure that's not an, an, an a crazy uncommon event, right? I, I'd imagine that. I that's, think it is. Oh, really? You think it's like once well, in a lifetime? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what's really funny is um, my grandfather was a pilot, and uh, he's not like a commercial pilot or anything, but he, you know, obviously things were so different back then. Uh, my dad told me that he, that my grandfather used to just like hop in his plane and and fly to Central America 
and just would like land in a random field somewhere and get out and visit towns and then get back and then hop back in and fly home. That's dope. Yeah. Imagine trying to do that now. Yeah. Good luck with that. Number th- two for me. Number two. Number two. You're going to like this one, Robert. Um, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> two. So Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts one. Two. Okay. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1, I mean, there's certain things I can understand about it. Same here. I can kind of give it, like, okay, like, I understand why people like it. The second one, however, which I've been told numerous times that I need to try it again, I don't get. And there's the main reason that I cannot understand this game is the first four to six hours you're playing as a character other than Sora just so you can play Sora. That sounds better than playing as Sora. No, trust me. The guy you play as is <laughs> oh, a no. bitch. He's a little bitch. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Sora? I just remember just being like, "Okay, if I play a little bit longer, I'll get to play Sora." Okay, if I play a little bit longer, I'll get to play Sora. And it's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so uh, long!" Yeah, and it, it, in honesty, once you actually get to the point where you get to play a Sora, I still wasn't captured at all by this game. The first one really dragged me when I first played it. I can't say that today, but the first one when I first played it, I loved it. Um, I played it. I almost, I think, I almost one hundred percent of the game because I played it so much. Uh, but man, the second one was just such a such a disappointment it's just yeah all right i can uh I, that was I, for you robert <laughs> that does not offend me i'll just say that all right my number two is donkey kong country oh wow again even back when this one came out i did not understand the appeal of it i don't have a problem with it i don't think it's a bad game but it's just a very to me it is a very uh just bland hmm. platformer uh about the I really enjoy this game. <laughs> the only thing interesting about it to me is the I, I will say the music is very good oh music's amazing and the uh like the characters are kind of funny <clears throat> and I like Donkey Kong I like Donkey Kong so I'll give, so I'll give it that as well but it's just there's nothing to me there's nothing that sets it apart from basically any other platformer So I just never understood what the big deal was or why people like love this game so much. Again, I don't think it's a bad game. I don't dislike it, but I played it. It's like, okay, this is just a super vanilla platformer to me. So I disagree with you for a couple of reasons. One, you already said the music, which is amazing. But one of the things I like about this game, riding the animals, I thought was really, really fun and really cool and allows you to unlock bonus levels, which a lot of times the bonus levels are really fun. Collecting the letters was actually kind of fun to me, trying to figure out where they all are. And if you get like K and then you're at N, you're like, oh shit, I need to backtrack or I need to redo the level in order to find the O letter. And then um, what was the other thing? The boss fights were kind of cool too. I liked some of the bosses. I thought they were pretty cool looking. Uh, I really enjoyed this game. I played this recently for the podcast. I heard the second one's really good. I think I've actually played it before. It's been a while. But anyways, I really enjoy these games. I will say the minecart level can go fuck itself and literally almost ruins the game for me because those levels are so frustrating. Yeah, because so you're riding a minecart at full speed and you have to jump tracks at some times in order to keep going. Otherwise, you fall off. And some of the jumps are are really frames, not frame specific, but limited. Like it's pretty, it's annoying. It's not a fun kind of challenge. It's like a fuck here I go again. I have to redo this whole party. Like it's just not, I I don't know. I, I find that part just so irritating. Yeah, uh, I I don't remember that part in particular. I mean, I remember there being oh, the minecart. Oh, I remember that so there. I remember that level gen- like vaguely, but I don't remember anything about it hmm. in particular. But I gotcha. believe it. I believe it for sure. But uh, yeah, to me, I just 
I remember seeing, I remember reading about it, you know, when it came out and I was kind of like, the screenshots just make this look kind of normal, but everybody's saying it's the best damn game ever. So I guess I'll buy it. And I bought it. I was just like, I just don't get it. I just don't get what's so special about it. It's one of those games that I could play um, many times for sure. Cool. All right. Number one. Number one. And this is like, this is the one I feel most passionate about. I have watched countless people play The Sims and I still don't get it. Like I just don't get it i just don't get it <laughs> wow i love sim city i love sim city so much and it's the when the sims came out i was like oh that's kind of cool like you get to create a character and you know you interact with this little world oh and you get to design your house i was like okay cool and then i started playing it and i'm like this game is so boring this this game is purely <laughs> for people who want to sit there and decorate you know their house and and just watch their characters interact with their daily life and it just doesn't capture me in any way. It, it, <laughs> a lot of games, I'm like, that game's probably terrible. And then somebody will buy it, and I'll watch them play it. I'm like, okay, like this is somewhat redeeming. I've watched Lisa along with a couple of people play this game a lot, and it just doesn't do anything for me, except for the fact that they have their own language. I think that's pretty cool and pretty clever. Oh, but, yeah, that is, yeah. My God, this game is just so boring. It's so boring. <laughs> it's like watching somebody else play a video game. That's what I feel like I'm doing if I was to play that game. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it feels that way because you are watching other people play it. Are you saying that I'm... Damn it, what's it called? Oh, never mind, I lost it. Keep going. Okay. Truman Show. That was a, oh, okay, that was, a, that, that was a good... That was an interesting one. I wasn't expecting to hear that, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. All right, my number one is Tetris. What? <laughs> I just... Wow! I don't get it. I... The song alone should not be anywhere. Okay, no, yeah, the song is good. Uh, fine, I'll give it that. Okay, it's got a cool song. It's got, it's got one song. It's got one catchiest songs of all time. It's got a cool song. Fine, I'll give it a service song. It's got a good song on it. Get the fuck out of here. That's it. There's, no, what? This game is so fun. What is so fun about stacking blocks and making them make lines? That's all you do. Yeah, but it gets faster, so you have to be very quick about what you're doing with it. You have to be faster at doing something that isn't fun in the first place. I enjoy it. I enjoy enjoy puzzles a lot. Many people do enjoy it. And I like puzzles too, but this game is, to me, so, like, I don't, it's, it's, it's like, it takes the idea of a, of a game and reduces it so low to almost the simplest type of game you can make where it's just here's blocks make them make rows but it's not that simple though because what you're th- what you, the couple things go through my brain every single time a piece comes out what is the piece i'm looking at okay what was my plan with this piece okay what is my next piece oh that's my next piece maybe my plan of my first piece is going to change slightly because of that that goes through my head on every single turn when i play tetris i i, I sure i'll give it to you <laughs> to me that's not exciting or fun wow and you have to get faster and faster in order to keep up with the speed of the game wow that's interesting i'm not surprised necessarily because i think you've voiced your opinion about tetris before yeah, i think i have but damn to be your number one that's deep the reason it's my number one is that it is in this list well the reason this is my number one like there are games on this list that i probably like pac-man for instance i find more boring than tetris but Tetris is number one because more people have a deep love for Tetris than like for Pac-Man. So this is I like, love that song. This is the one. This is the one that I feel most disproportionate on compared to the the, the common consensus. 
I'm going to listen to that song right now. Just... <laughs> I love that theme song. I've heard so many remixes of it. They're so good. But I, I think also part of it for me is lack of visuals. Like I'm, when I play games, not all the time, but a lot of times like I'm very visually drawn into things. So considering it's literally just blocks, that's 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 also a turn off for me. Robert's turnoffs include blocks. All right, let's <laughs> we're making his Tinder profile. But uh, Drunk but King, at Drunky McStumbles, Kingdom Hearts. I, for instance, like what you brought up. That's one that I that we talked about earlier. That kind of like we were talking about earlier. I very strongly dislike that game, but I can understand the appeal. Of yeah, it. yeah, I, I can understand that. At least the first one. I just don't understand the appeal of Tetris. Really, I I get what ah. people think is fun about it, but I don't. Yeah. understand it's just not for you. I get it. They think it's fun. Listen, you can have your own opinion, even if it's wrong. Robert. wrong okay, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome, my friend. All right, our next top five is going to be games that were most ahead of their time. Yeah, this is. I'm. I have nothing in my brain right now for this one, but Same. I'm very excited to research it because. Actually, I just thought of a really good one. Yeah, there are. I'm gonna write that down right now. There are. There are so many games when you're playing them and you're like, "What year did this come out?" No, there's no way this came out of that year. Like, this is so cool. Like, the mechanics. And you're like, this is way ahead of its time. Boom, right there. There's your top five. I just thought of three. What? <laughs> yeah. Damn, son. Okay. Um, What's next? Emails? I lost my notes. Yeah. Emails. Yeah, you know. All right, we have one email this time. Wait, you, you one zero, like ten, right? <laughs> I like wish. 100? We have a hundred. Is that why we're in the hundred channel? Thankfully, it is a pretty good. Lo- it is a pretty good uh, sized email. Okay. You, you can okay. guess who it comes from. I'm gonna go with Chase the K Night Cleaner. Very good. Nice. Uh, Chase the Night Cleaner says, "Hello, gentlemen. How are you all doing today?" I'm doing well, man. It's a short week. I had a long, nice weekend. I, I'm in a pretty high spirits. No matter what happens tomorrow, this is, this is why I look at Fridays at work. No matter what happens tomorrow, I don't have to go to work the following day. <laughs> nice. That's Nothing a positive outlook. Yeah, you got to have a positive one. He says, Chase the night cleaner, tapping away the keys, laying down emails with ease. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Chase. <laughs> Remember the time Robert did a speech in defense of ASCII graphics? Love oh, yeah. <laughs> Love what you love, man. That was a good time, and didn't mean to throw shades on a thing. Throw shade on a thing you like. And now moving on to things we maybe don't like. The top five of the day: classic games. Oh, he's a part of it. Hell yeah! Classic games we don't get the appeal of. And a quick disclaimer: like potty humor, I just bounced off some of these games. Oh, oh, I like potty humor. I just bounced off some of the. I don't get it. Anyway, you're supposed to get all of this humor. What the hell? You know, Chase. Number five, Crash Bandicoot. Wow. I guess I never liked the series because we had an N64 and Mario 64 was awesome. Why take a oh, step yeah. down and play Crash? That's a good point. Honestly, the game never. Yeah, that, that's tough, man. That's a that's a good reason. The game never appealed to me, and I didn't even like Crash's appearance or marketing. 
I mean, it got a chuckle out of me, but never made me want to play the games. I get it. It was edgy and cool to be kind of a dick in the 90s and early 2000s, but it just wasn't my thing. I don't think, I didn't think Crash Bandicoot was a dick. No, no, he wasn't a dick. Yeah, not at all. I, I don't think, at least. I would say if, if you want to give it a shot, play the second one for PS1. I think that's a really, really good example of what makes this game so fun. All right. Duke Nukem 3D. Same criticism huh. as above. Didn't pursue this game. Played it once. Saw that you could play that. Saw that you could pay a stripper, which was novel at the time, and then got tired of the gameplay quick. Lots of other great first-person shooters out around this time. So yeah, I didn't need to play around in this one. That wasn't quite as good, and used cheap laughs to try and elevate itself up with sure. the big dogs. It's a great way to put it, honestly. But but. Duke Nukem 3D was did did do a lot of original things. Like it had the think remember it had like the shrink ray gun and stuff like that. It was uh you're in your fighting alien like pig guys and stuff. I'm not I don't yeah. love Duke Nukem 3D, but I I do kind of like it. I think it's a I think it did some some new sure. things. Um number 3, Clay Fighter. This was on a lot of lists I saw. Was it? Yeah, I yeah. I, I I can This and Final Fantasy Seven were the two that I saw. I, I a would lot. consider this maybe not for this list, but maybe for like an overrated games list. Because it was unique, so it had that going for it, so a lot of people liked it because of that, but as a fighting game it, I don't think it was very good. Uh, Chase I didn't says, remember that because I remember really enjoying it. That's funny. Chase yeah. says, just play Mortal Kombat 2 if you want to see a stop-action fighter. Not my favorite fighting game and a mediocre entry overall compared to Mortal Kombat, Eternal Champions, yep. Killer Instinct, and Street Fighter. Number two, that was literally the argument I saw for, for everybody, not even joking. <laughs> Number two, Command and Conquer. By Whoa. the time Westwood started making RTS games that had multiplayer, I was already too deep into Warcraft to care oh, about yeah. a reskin of Dune 2 that renamed the spice to Tiberian. Orcs vs. Humans was my RTS of choice until StarCraft arrived. Listen, you can't say you can't play Mario 64 and then talk shit about Crash Bandicoot because you played Mario 64 and then play one of the greatest RTSs of all time <laughs> to go back and play one that's not the greatest of all time. Yeah. No shit. Like that's that's so funny. I feel so bad for you because I enjoyed all four of those games because I played them in the opposite order. <laughs> Number one is Mist. I can understand wow. that. That's a good um, one. That, that's actually one that, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I love Mist, but I, I totally understand it. Uh, I understand him him having it on here. The visuals were cool for the, for the time, but was I the only yep. person who thought this game was super boring? Like, honestly, I did not enjoy playing it. Really failed to understand what everyone else was so excited about. It was kind of creepy. It was kind of innovative at the time. I didn't personally play a lot of point-and-click adventures, so I found it very creepy. I will say, literally just mashing your head against some of the puzzles in that game makes me want to blow my brains out. But yeah, it's not a great game. It's one of those games that if I try to play again, I guarantee you it would not be a good experience. I actually played this, like, not... It wasn't super recently, but it was maybe five or six years ago. And uh, I I thought that I was going to feel this way, but I honestly had a really good time and played through the whole really? thing. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I finished the whole game. I was like, there were a few parts where I would get a little bit bored, but uh, overall, I was always kind of drawn into it, trying to f just figure out, you know, what was going on, curious, this kind of, what to do, that kind of stuff. That's interesting. Uh, but again, I I do under totally understand that being on a list like this. 
Uh, and now for the question of the day. To build this one up, outside of gaming, we have other interests, no we don't, that we also pursue and indulge, sometimes secretly and with considerable amounts of shame. <laughs> oh, no. Where are we going? <laughs> Not sure. What is one non-game related guilty pleasure you would like to share with the audience? Guilty pleasure. Uh, also, Robert can't use Honey Pop slash anti games. We already know he loves it. This is a tough one. You might be able to answer this as well for me. I'm trying to think of something that people may not know that I do that I'm kind of embarrassed about. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty open about everything that I do, though. Yeah, same. I, I don't think I really have any. I would answer almost any question people would want to ask me, especially in regards to hobbies and stuff. That I'm embarrassed uh, about. Um, guilty pleasures. I eat a lot of bad food sometimes. That's probably the worst one. I like will order food a lot sometimes. But <laughs> I will like... order food. That's your guilty pleasure is ordering food. Yeah, I mean it's expensive, and a lot of times it's not healthy food. But I try to counterbalance it by exercising. I don't know. That's like the worst thing that I probably do today. That's Jay's. Is he eats bad food and then exercises? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else is is up there with me, but that's pretty much it. Uh, all I can think of is that I remembered a long time ago, I talked about this. I played this game called Fairy Solitaire and I liked it. <laughs> and that was kind of embarrassing that I like a game called Fairy Solitaire, but he's asking about outside of games. Yeah. Uh, when he, when he says this phrase guilty pleasure, the one thing that pops up is the movie, um, can't hardly wait. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Have we, have we maybe, love you. It is so hot in that movie. Have we maybe talked about this before? This is how I look like the, the guy that is in love with her. Which, which guy? The, the main guy, that, the guy that's in love with her the whole time? That's not the guy that wears like goggles and, and stuff. No, that is, you know who that is, dude? That's um, Seth Green. Oh, yeah. That is Seth. Yeah, 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 I do. Nobody drink the beer. The beer is bad. Tastes <laughs> fine to me. <laughs> I, love I can go with that movie all night. Where he's like, oh, that, that's a good one though. Yeah, go ahead. No, I like this actually. So I, got, in, I got one now. Where he's in the bathroom and he's like blow drying his like. Oh, he had to his pants. <laughs> Dude, that movie. So, so I, I will say one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies that uh, I, I'm not like embarrassed about it, but I, I think it's a highly underrated movie is Mean Girls. I think Mean Girls is such a fucking funny movie. I don't that even movie know if I've heard laugh. of that movie. It's, um, oh, what's her name? Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> you, you, we should watch it if you do come out. It, it's just a ridiculous movie. Tina Fey's in it, and she's hilarious. This is a really random cast. Tina Fey. Uh, Tina Fey, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan, Lohan Rachel McAdams is in it. Amanda Seyfried. Uh, it's called Mean Girls? Oh, it's yeah. Tim Meadows. Uh, yeah, you know some Mean Girls? Man, it's 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 a pretty funny movie. There are some lines in it that will just they just get me good every time. The people's fist. Somebody today this girl was laying on the ground stretching at work, and uh, this guy's like, oh, oh no. somebody's gonna give her the people's elbow. And I started laughing and she's like, I don't get it. I was like, holy shit. What's the I don't even watch What? No, Robert, you know this. Is that a wrestling move? Yeah. Why, why I don't get why it's so funny though. No, it was just surprising she didn't know what it was. Oh. Oh, okay. I, like, I'm not a huge wrestling person, but I know the people's elbow. It's just such a funny thing to say. Like, Is that from The Rock? I don't know whose it is. I just know it's from wrestling, and I know what the move is. <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends this morning. I, f I forgot what, how we got on this topic, but we were talking about 
people getting in fights in high school. And he, said, he said one time at his high school, he saw two guys get in a fight because they were arguing over whether uh, The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin was better. In a, in a predetermined fight, they're arguing over who's going to win. Okay. <laughs> Apply some logic here, folks. Dude, I remember people getting heated debates about the fact that WWE wasn't real when I was in, I was in grade school oh, at the time. Oh, my gosh. So. You know, but, but, you know, it's kids, but it was just like, holy shit. When people, I, at the time I'm like, okay, but now looking back and I'm like, what? <laughs> no, he's got what? a point. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I don't, um, really feel like I have any guilty pleasures. Yeah. We're pretty honest about it. I mean, really? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. he says for myself, uh, and I don't tell everyone this, but I love anime. I don't think that's oh, a guilty pleasure. Hentai is one thing, and there's nothing wrong with watching hentai if you do, but like that's more widely unaccepted. Anime is right. pretty accepted. Yeah, I yeah. Especially uh, if you watch it. Yeah. Like back when I cleaned classrooms as a job, I would be streaming Crunchyroll over the big screens in the auditoriums on my lunch break. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I would do that too. I watch I watch a lot of shows on my work. Well, I try to. There's one that I just started watching. I, f- I don't even remember what it's called. I don't watch a ton of anime, but I do watch it from time to time for sure. Uh, yeah, I would say. Oh shit! I would say that the two that I always recommend is Steins Gates. Really, I think Steins Gates. Really, yeah, I've heard really you good. talk about that a whole bunch. That one, that one really got me good. Um, I think Attack on Titan's a really fun guilty pleasure watch. It is just ridiculous. If you haven't watched Attack on Titan and you like action anime, it is so ridiculous and over the top at times. But goddamn, is it fun to watch? Oh. It gets you going. Like the music is really well done. Some of the voice actors are just perfect. Very fun to watch. The one that I just started watching is Bakemono Gatari. I've heard that name before. What's it, that? What's it? It's called something else in English, isn't it? Probably, but this is on Amazon Prime Video, mm-hmm. and that's all it has. The title is just Bakemono Gatari. Gotcha. Um, there's some very good anime. If you haven't watched Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Drop whatever so you're doing. I, I, so it's so funny. I have loved that anime. When I was a kid, I loved that anime so much. And then for like 10 years, I didn't watch it. And so I started getting in my head. I'm like, it's probably not that good. I probably just thought it was <laughs> extremely good for the time. Hell no. The music is so good. And the dialogue at times, some, some of the lines that come out of those people's mouth are so ahead of the time. And they're so adult at times. It's just like, oh, so good. Uh, that's definitely my favorite. I mean, that's sort of a cliche so thing to hard. say, but I can't. Just I can't it's help so it. Good. Yeah, and what's crazy is Samurai Shampoo though is not nearly as good as as uh, Cowboy Bebop. Still a fun watch, and the fact that each episode is based on a, a, a particular time in Japan's history is so wonderful to watch. I was really sad that Michigo and Hotchkin watch and wasn't good, but damn, Samurai Shampoo is also a very fun watch. I've only seen like one or two episodes of Samurai Shampoo. I think you and I watched it together, actually. Really? I thought, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's not one of the best of all time, but it, uh, I don't know. It's a very fun thing to watch. And Mugen is very similar to Spike in in many ways. Um, so it's just I don't know. It's just a fun. I watch. love. I lo- really love Fuli Cooley also. Ooh. I heard they're redoing it. Uh you know, actually, yeah, I forgot. I had kind of forgot about that, but I yeah, I did. Now that you say that, I heard the same thing. I remember. Uh, I remember the first time they broke the fourth wall in that. It just totally took me by surprise. I was not expecting it at all. And I, they're talking about sex. That's why. They're talking about sex. And it's like all of a sudden it, it just pans to a comic book. And they're like jumping between oh, panels. Oh, right. Like, what? I remember when I first saw it, it was 
you know, as you can probably imagine on on Adult Swim, and yep. um, it came on. I think like right after Cowboy Bebop or something else that I was watching. Oh, sure, sure. And the first like few minutes of the first episode are very mundane, and uh, it's just like the guy talking to the. It's just like the boy talking to that girl, and they're yeah. just sitting on the side of the road or something. And I was just like, I remember watching it and literally thinking to myself. Uh, this is really boring. I'm about to change this channel. And then I thought to myself, I'm going to give it two or three more minutes just to see if maybe it picks up. I'm just going to give it a chance. And then it just goes off the fucking wall. It goes from zero to 100. <laughs> You're like, all right, you got me. Yeah. Uh, Chase says, I started into the hobby with stuff like Vampire Vampire Hunter D and Akira. And then due, <clears throat> due to scarcity, I watched whatever I could, including Sailor Moon, a bit of Dragon Ball. And even the original Pokemon cartoon. Dragon Ball is... is Poke, I'll tell you what. I, I try to watch Pokemon before. It's dog shit. So is Yu-Gi-Oh. They're, they're both just garbage cans. But uh, what was the one? What was the one? Dragon Ball. Or, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Dragon Ball is is actually pretty damn good. It, it's still... I watched I watched a little bit of it recently. It's not that bad. The dialogue is tough at times. But there's some really funny scenes in that. And it is... I think it came out in the late 80s. I think it was written in the early 80s. So you kind of take that into consideration that old? i thought it was 90s but i don't know that's just what i thought i don't have any knowledge at all okay 86 yeah dragon ball is a fun watch dragon ball z is literally uh the world's getting attacked by somebody we're not powerful enough let's power up oh he powered up okay now i gotta power up oh he powered up okay, now i gotta power up he powered up spirit bomb okay this, the arc's over so it's exactly the same as dragon ball super then is what it More or less. Like. I heard Dragon Ball Super is, is fun. Again, a guilty pleasure, kind of, if you go into it knowing that you're not going to get much story, but it's going to be badass. Okay, I'm kind of about that, because I've watched parts of the new Super 1, and it, it's pretty cool. It's cool, <laughs> but it's not like, it's not Cowboy Bebop cool. It's, you're not going to get that story. You're not going to get those emotions, but in this, you're, you're going to get some chills, and you're going to like want to fight somebody. Gotcha. This is the best way to put it. Um, these days, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I'm a grown ass man, yeah, and I like go. what I like. <clears throat> but when I was when I was younger, like in middle school and up, showing my VHS anime collection to friends and significant others wasn't always easy. I can I can understand that. I definitely didn't do that. I mean, I had copies, but I didn't show people. <laughs> you were like, I have something to show you. you. I mean, like you got a girl over for the first time. Yeah. You're like, I just got to show Wait, you. You got a I, girl over? I just. <laughs> It's gonna. This is who I am, and then you bust out Sailor Moon, VHS. And you're like, oh, Kawhi. <laughs> um, and that's what I got. That's what he says. Thanks as always for your great podcast and this fun little part of it. Keep on doing what you do and talk again soon. Cheers, Chase Night Cleaner. Thank you, sir. As always. Thanks, Chase. Um, I think that's gonna wrap us up. Oh, we got current gaming subcast real quick, which. Jay, I know you got Play something. Mario Play Mario Party. Game's super fun. If you're wondering if if the new Mario Party's good, if you liked the good ones, which is like two and two. No, I'm just kidding. If you like the formula of the of the good uh, Mario Parties, you will greatly enjoy this game. It's very well done. Very very fun game. Awesome. Uh, I, word has it you've also been playing League of Legends. Oh yeah, I, I play League off and on all the time. Okay. I I took like a couple year gap, but I've just been playing a little bit recently with friends. I'm not taking it seriously or anything. Okay. Uh, I've been. I got. I've got two. I'll go. I'll go quick. I think maybe actually this time. Uh, the first one I've been playing is called Puss, and nice. it is a really weird. 
I don't, it's it's not really a puzzle game. I don't even know how to describe what kind of game it is. This is what you're doing. You're basically moving the mouse cursor around uh, and dodging things, but but not so much projectiles and stuff as uh, keeping them on paths that are moving around and trying not to go off the path. Uh, the game is you're controlling this little cat icon, and what you do is you you you're not it's, you're not just literally moving a mouse cursor, but you're you're clicking on the cat and holding it down and moving that. So you're more or less just moving a mouse cursor. And uh, it's it'll have these areas where where it's clear where it's fairly obvious that you can move around and then you can't hit the edges or anything like that. And then the 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 path that you're moving on, it it moves in certain places or and disappears in certain spots. So you have to figure out basically how to move your cat cursor from one part of the screen to another part without bumping into walls and stuff really and, and and in the meantime there's all sorts of like crazy like really super trippy visuals going on in the background and, and weird music and stuff uh it's it's really pretty fun game and then the other game i've been playing is a uh, return of the obra din which is a new indie game that came out uh, maybe three or four weeks ago and uh this is a more or less, more or less, it's basically a uh, a murder mystery game. Okay. But imagine a murder mystery game where so the 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 murder took place on this uh this boat like back in you know the old seafaring days, and uh but 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 imagine instead of you trying to solve a mystery, um on this uh, a murder mystery on this boat instead of trying to solve one murder. Every single person on the boat got murdered, and you're trying to solve every single one of them. One by one, or all at the same time? Um, well, I'm not really sure what what you mean. But... All, all the murders happen at once, or all, so the so the ship? No, not not all of the murders happened at once. The ship went out to sea. When it came back, no one was left alive. Oh, okay, okay. And what you're do- and you have this magical stopwatch, basically, and you can go up to a dead body. And it'll show you a, it kind of like transports you to the instant that that person died. And what you're looking at is a, it's, it's a three dimensional game. You walk around using WASD keys and everything. But when you're walking around in this instant where one person died, everything is frozen in place. All the people who are around there, everything that's happening. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a snapshot in time. And you're walking around examining things. You're trying to figure out who is who, who killed this person, who killed that person? How did this person die? How did that person die? For every one of like sixty people on the boat, it is uh, quite a long game. I'm I've been playing it quite a bit, and I'm probably about seventy percent of the way through right now. Uh, but it is really a pretty fun game, and and the story that you see because as you you know see uh. All these different snapshots and stuff, a story kind of starts to starts to emerge out of yeah, out of all those things you see. And also, whenever you go to a uh, whenever you go to like a whenever you're transported to a scene, you also hear maybe a few seconds of dialogue. So even though what you're seeing is one instant in time, you get to listen to you know maybe five or ten seconds of people talking or screaming or whatever it may be. So you get a little bit more of it than just the snapshots. And then we also have this sort of magical book that sort of fills in stuff as you see these snapshots. So you can kind of see what order things happened in. 
Uh, so as you see the, as you kind of see more and more and more, you kind of get to this, this really sort of crazy story that comes into play. There's all sorts of really cool, like kind of classic, um, seafaring horror story tropes kind of, kind of come into play. Um, Jones? no, but, uh, but, but, but stuff very much along that line. Okay. Uh, really, really a cool game. And it's, uh, it's, it's definitely kind of a, if, if you want something to kind of like a sort of, uh, almost kind of like a brain teaser type game, not, not in the riddle sense, but in the, in the sense it's like, okay, I have to use deductive reasoning to figure out who this guy might be and how maybe this person died and which, you know, which person is this, which, who is this, is this guy, a, uh, the captain here, or was he a, uh, first mate or what? Um, really just. I'm having a really fun time with it. And also the visual style is extremely cool. You kind of just have to, it's almost, it's a blend of modern graphics and very, very rudimentary early PC graphics. Mm. I'll stop there. I highly recommend it. Um, for our outro, uh, let's go into it. You got anything else before we wrap this up, Jay? happy holidays everybody yes yes happy thanksgiving to everybody um reminder that our game of the quarter is coming up very soon it is giants citizen kabuto uh if you're a new listener the game of the quarter is we uh where jay and i are both going to play the same game for an episode and anyone who wants to is is invited to also play it and write in their thoughts for that episode um again it is giants citizen kabuto and we sort of talked briefly before we started recording and it's, it looks like the date that we are going to record the episode where we talk about that is probably going to be tuesday december 18th so if you want to play giant citizen kabuto and send in your thoughts send us an email about it by december 18th um aside from that make sure you subscribe to us on itunes tell all your friends to listen to us Follow us at Class Games. Get some. Sorry. Get some, yeah. Follow me at King Octavius. Mail us. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Again, if you want to mail us your uh, your top five for our next episode, we are doing uh, to games that were most ahead of their time. Jay, you got any got anything to say to our nope. dear listeners before we go? Email us. Email us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all in two weeks. And once again, have a fantastic freaking Thanksgiving. Yeah, do what you want. Eat tons of food. Make yourself sick.